If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at CottageBlogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Well, hello once again. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success. This is Heather Bayer, and I have with me today my son, my business partner, Mike and we are going to see out 2014 and see in 2015 with um, with some just a review of what's happened to us over the past year, what we're looking forward to next year. We're also going to share with you some of the best productivity resources that we have come across in the uh, in the past year, and that we're really going to be using next year because it's something uh, overwhelm is something that. Um, has been uh, on our minds a lot. So um, so let's kick off. Mike, how are you doing? I'm doing very, very well. Thank you very much. Uh, it has been a phenomenal year. Uh, super, super excited to see 2015 coming in uh, and what is going to happen for for me and for us and Cottage Blogger for 2015. Uh, but I think largely our success has been really down to you guys who listen to this podcast right now and the readers of the blog. And uh, just definitely want to thank you so much uh, for all your support this year. And uh, let's hope we can uh, keep up the, uh, the great information for you guys for 2015. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much about it. Well, let's talk about the, uh, the podcast, actually, because it was around about this time last year that... Uh, I think I had... I'd been going for a year with the podcast and we had seven... I was very excited. We had seven episodes, and um, which in itself wasn't too bad. But the fact that those seven episodes were spread over a, a whole year was was not very good at all. And I know in the uh, in the words of my podcasting mentor Cliff Ravenscraft, he always said, "If you can't get beyond, you know, seven is like a, you know for for a marathoner, it's the wall. If you get to seven and you don't go any further." then you are probably not going to be having that podcast around much longer. So so I think it was this time last year, Mike, that we had the discussion and said this, we you know, it's either make or break. We go to weekly, once a week, or not at all. Do you remember that? Yeah, I think it had been a culmination of, you know, just trying to get going, trying to figure out the technology, trying to figure out exactly how a podcast was going to benefit um, cottage blogger and also the the readers of, of the blog at the time and I think uh, after listening to so many different podcasts online and I know you as our listeners have heard a lot uh, about from us about podcasting this year um, and it works for some it doesn't work for others but we can say 100% that having a regular weekly podcast can really do wonders for your business well, absolutely, and we've just uh, just crossed over, I think, or just about to cross over the forty thousand download mark. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm just looking at the stats actually while we're talking. Um, the last episode I did with uh, with Matt Landau um, was uh, hugely popular, and um, um, people are still downloading that um, in their in their hundreds at the moment, which is which is fantastic. 
but it seems to have, have, have really grown in leaps and bounds, the amount of people that are actually listening to it, which is, uh, you know, it's very rewarding when we get on the on the microphone every week. And sometimes I, I just talk to myself. Um, other times, of course, we've had some fabulous interview uh, guests. And uh, we, we did that um, roundup at the 50th. Uh, episode, which uh, which if you didn't listen to that, you know, if, if you've just come to the podcast for the first time, I mean, go back to episode 50. And and that's where Mike and I actually discuss the some of our favorite uh, episodes. So so, if, you know, now we're up to, I don't know, just 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 under 60 episodes. If you don't want to sort of sit down and and you're not quite sure of which one to start listening to, listen to episode 50, that uh, that, that gives you our favourites. I think just to kind of put things into perspective, as you said, we, we, had, we, we got to episode 7 over the course of a year, um, and I had noted down on February 23rd, I think, I think we still had just 7 episodes, and I think that's where we decided at that point we were now going to make it a weekly podcast. And at that point we had just over 4,000 downloads. Uh, so that's 4,000 downloads for seven or eight episodes. And we have tenfold increased the downloads in less than a year. Yeah, so I think- just, just uh, well, great numbers. And, and of course, in the, last, in the last six months, I've been um, um, you know, wor- working fairly loosely with a, with a small group of um, potential podcasters. And these are, these are owners who are um, just thinking about doing this for themselves and actually creating their own podcast for their business. Now, I'm going to start mine for Cottage Link Rental Management uh, in the new year and and the others. And I'll give a shout out to them because I, I certainly know they, they, they don't mind me doing that. And they've actually all been on the podcast um, themselves. I've interviewed them all. So, uh, you know, Amy Bloomquist, um, I interviewed recently from um, Where Waterfalls. Her property's called Where Waterfalls. And uh, she, she's going to start her podcast about that S- San Francisco area. Um, Debbie Heatert up in uh, Oregon um, will be setting up hers about um, what's going on in the Portland and, and South area. And then um, Julia Hill from Paradise Found on the Space Coast in uh, Florida is going to be starting a uh, a podcast um, about what's going on in that area. And I was fascinated. I met up with Julia at uh, um, a podcast conference in Florida last month. And uh, we, we actually talked about all the different things that she could do episodes on and it was amazing we sort of ran out of um, you know or, or rather we didn't run out of 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 ideas we just ran out of time to talk about them no i think that's great especially when um not only to see these vacation rental owners setting up their podcast and i, th- I think what's going to be great is to see how it significantly impacts their business and uh, as i said before we, we've talked about this a lot this year um and i think for a lot of our listeners that maybe they feel that really how does podcasting going to really work for them um, and I think we can do um, looking into 2015 we're going to do a few more blog posts about this to really show some case studies in terms of the value of being able to speak to your potential guests or your return guests directly into their, their car speakers or into their headphones and really sell your property or your business to them 
and really get to that core of, of, of that the sales um, to get those conversions and get those people coming back to your business. Well, in fact, you know, you don't actually have to sell your business. You just have to you know sell yourself as the as the expert on the area. Um, do you know it's really interesting, Mike? You know, no, I've been we're looking at properties in the Caribbean. And I'm sort of flip-flopping from the Bahamas to Turks and Caicos to Belize, even now looking at Panama. Of course, I've been talking to Matt Landau recently, so he's he's got me thinking about Panama. And I've been looking out for, you know, are there any podcasts out there where, where somebody's out there talking about what it's like to what it's like to be there. And in fact, there aren't. And, and it just, it's something I, I talk about so much is that the, the travel industry is so underserved by podcasting. Um, so if anybody's out there and wants to start a podcast, I mean, on, you know, living in the Turks and Caicos, please do, because I want to listen to it. No, I, and uh, I think that's, that's great. And let's, uh, l- let's get a little bit more engagement from, uh, from you, our listeners. So please, please, please don't forget to go on to iTunes and, uh, and leave a review if you haven't done so already. Uh, iTunes US right now is showing 63 five-star reviews, and in Canada we have seven. Uh, so thank you to everybody who's left uh, reviews for us, because that makes such a difference when people are, you know, they stumble across the podcast and can see that we have some really, uh, really loyal listeners who just love the the content that we're delivering. Yeah, absolutely. So what else? What else um, was was great about 2014 for you, Mike? Well, I, I think uh, we talked a little bit in episode fifty about um, my property Seabreeze and just the uh, the big renovations we had on uh, on going there in the uh, the fall. Uh, uh, that was all part of a uh, television show that I still can't <laughs> reveal which show it was. Um, however, uh, it will be uh, the episode will be going live in April, um, and uh, in April we'll be delivering a lot of content about this renovation and the things that Andrew and I have done uh, to improve our marketing, uh, which I guess over the last few years has been pretty much solely through our own vacation rental agency. Yeah, and the uh, great, great thing is that when, when that episode comes out, I'm going, to be the, I'm going to be interviewing the host of the show too, so that's, that's going to be pretty exciting. So. Yes, so it, it's so difficult because we want to release that information, <laughs> but, but just because of contracts we've signed and everything, we, we, we can't get too specific. Um, so yes, so there was uh, there was that's gone on. Obviously, um, my family has become a little bit bigger. We uh, we had a uh, another baby girl added to our family back in February, which has kept uh, kept me and my wife Andrea very very busy through uh, the course of this year. Um, but it's also allowed us to focus a lot more on the needs of families when you're traveling, um, especially with uh, more than one one kid. And I think it's uh, it really heightens your awareness of what you need to do and the, the stresses that are under parents and, and, and families with young kids when they're traveling, the amount of stuff they have to take with them, the things that you can do to alleviate their, uh, their travel stress. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, going back to last February when we went to, uh, when we all went to Exuma, I mean, granted there were only the, the, the four of us and one, um, baby. I think Andrea was, uh, 30, she must have been about 36 weeks gone at that time. It was the latest she could possibly fly. Um, but the amount of stuff that went with us with, uh, with just taking Aria. Um, so can't imagine what you... I, I, I know the amount of stuff you bring over here when <coughs> you bring two babies. So it's, uh, 
I, I think for, for, for owners, and I'm j- just like you, I'm very aware when I, when I see an email come in from or an inquiry from somebody that's got um, small children, I am so aware now of the issues that they face, um, particularly, you know, with um, with checking out. And I still see I still see these um, uh, these these owners who are saying, you know, I want my place cleaned before the guests leave. So before you leave at 11 o'clock, I want the place fully cleaned, um, carpets vacuumed, floors washed, etc. And just the thought of a mom who's got two small children to get ready to go in a car, probably that are desperate for a nap, and, um, and probably dad who is dying to have his last um, fish from the dock and and the stress involved in having to clean a place before people leave. It's uh, I am so glad that we just ask our guests just to walk out the door. That's it. I think one of the nicest things that, that I've heard from owners this year and some of the comments we've got on the blog uh, and the engagement we've had is just how many people are really looking at their vac- vacation rental property or their vacation uh, rental business more as something that really needs so much more attention. It's not a hobby. Um, And we talk all the time about how we need to be looking at the responsibility we have to the traveling public. And when you look at it as a business, that level of customer service and putting yourself in your customer's shoes and really understand your customers, I guess, guests, to really help improve their, their their, um, their experience during their vacation will not only you'll not only reap the rewards when they come back but also when they share it with their friends and their their mum groups and their facebook groups and all that kind of stuff that's how, that's how you build your business yeah um sort of you know what we're discussing there almost segues segues me into um one of my the highlights of my year which was the VRMA conference and the keynote speech by John D Julius um who wrote the customer service revolution and and I had the the pleasure of interviewing John just a couple of weeks ago. And in fact, that will be next week's podcast, my interview with John DeJulius, um, author of The Customer Service Revolution. And it was a highlight because, I mean, I've, I've been involved in customer service for so many years, you know, way back in, in my Reader's Digest uh, customer service trainer days. But it it has come such a long way and everything he wrote in that book is pertinent, so pertinent to our industry. And and he just says, you know, you've just got to get in your customer's shoes. You've just got to live a day in their life. And, um, yeah, I'm really the, – the book actually is not out until uh, – it's out sometime in January – so I'm really going to be promoting that when it does come out because I think everybody should read it. And and what I'm actually going to do is buy a couple of copies and uh, I'm going to be giving them away um, at the time I release um, John's um, podcast. So so be sure to listen to that because, um, you know, it uh, customer service and it all wraps up with being a host and and giving our customers the very best. So so Mike, that's um. Let, let let's let's move on to what's happening in 2015. Then 
Um, you know, you've you've talked about the the TV show that's happening in um, in April, and we'll be able to release then uh, what show that is, and uh, that will be exciting. But uh, let's talk about our big launch, um, which is coming up in a couple of weeks. Yeah, so I think anybody who is on our mailing list um, will have already have seen a little note about the launch we have coming up in January for a new. Uh, it's a new product, it's a new website, it's a new resource, um, really focused towards real estate agents. Uh, however, I feel that there's a lot of stuff in this uh, in this website that can be um, transferred to vacation rental business owners as well. Um, and uh, we're not going to go into too much detail today about the exact name of the, of the program and, and all that kind of stuff, but it's something that... that Heather and I have been working very, very hard on uh, a lot, very closely alongside a very good friend of ours, Erica Muller, who is a uh, real estate agent who specializes in vacation rental sales down in Florida. So, yeah, we've got some big stuff coming up, and uh, those on our uh, mailing list or our newsletter list uh, will be receiving an email uh, in the middle of January about that. Um, so you can go across and take a look. And if you're not already on our mailing list, uh, today we're actually going to be offering uh, a download for you guys, uh, which we're going to talk about in a moment. Um, but you can go onto the show notes uh, of the pod of this podcast episode, which will be on cottageblogger.com, and uh, just sign up, and uh, we'll send you the uh, the free download as well as uh, some great information about vacation rentals uh, right to your inbox. Yeah, and uh, I mean, talk about this free download. The the, the the reason for that came from, and in, in fact, we did a we did a little survey recently, and thank you to so to those people who who responded to it, which was really about um, about the podcast, and we asked some questions about what uh, what interested you, what um, what ticked you off, perhaps, and and what we got feedback that uh, that sort of overwhelmingly said that people get overwhelmed with the amount of information. That comes into them now. Some some find it easy to sift through it. Others just find that they're they're becoming buried in mounds of information, and in in so much that you actually miss what's really important and what could really be useful to you. So, what Mike and I thought we we do um, for the rest of this podcast is talk about our favorite productivity tools, the ones that we've been using. Uh, over the past year and and the ones that we're planning on using uh, to a much greater degree in 2015. Um, that There's so much out there available for you to use. So we, we've compiled a list of, um, of seven free, totally free productivity tools that you can, um, you can just download and start to use straight away. So we thought we'd, um, we, we probably won't have the time to go through every one of them. But we're just going to, to flip flop backwards and forwards and talk about what's what our favorite ones are. And I'm going to kick off with my all time favorite, and that's Evernote. And that's easily accessible at Evernote.com. If you haven't used Evernote, um, how would I describe it? It's it's a you can collect a series of notebooks, and and the way I use the, the easiest way. I can um, I can put this is um, an ex- experience I have a lot. Anytime Mike comes over here, um, Mike, you'll you'll resonate with this. You can look at my laptop on my 
on my desktop and it's just like, mom, how many websites do you have open in your browser? And usually it's, you know, 40, 50, because I don't want to close them down because I've come across something that's really, really interesting. And I know I'm going to go back and look at it later. So, um, I think what it is is more of when you turn to me and say, Mike, why is my computer running so slowly? <laughs> and I can't pick out what's in each individual tab because they're so small because you have so many open. Well, you know, that that is getting better now that I'm using Evernote so much, so much more. Um, what Evernote comes with a little, um, what they call the web clipper. And it just goes into your bookmarks bar. And when I come across a, web, a website or a blog post, you know, the, you know, what happens? Yeah, I'd, I'd love to sit and read this. This looks so interesting, but I don't have the time at the moment. Um, I can just use the web clipper and it will take the entire blog post and, and I can just drop it into a notebook. So I've got, you know, notebooks for all sorts of things. And I'll give you one example is, is with, our, with the course that we're doing, which is called uh, Real for VR. And the, um, so, so I have a notebook just called Real. So anything that I come across that is pertinent to real, and in re- recently there were some statistics on how many people are buying vacation properties and renting them out. And, and that was really interesting. I, it was quite a long article, so it was so easy just to click on the web clipper, put it into the notebook called real, and I was able just to tag it. You can tag it as well. And I tagged it with statistics. So next time I, I think, well, oh, I've got some time, I can go into Evernote, open up the real notebook, and there is that article. Now, if I get overloaded with notebooks, as I do, and articles in the notebooks, then I just use the tags, and you can just go to the search bar in Evernote and and type in statistics, and it will come up with everything that I've tagged with that word. So, So that's probably, and there's so many other uses for Evernote. I use it for blog posts. If I get some ideas, you can create notes in there. You can um, import pictures, import spreadsheets, absolutely anything. And the great thing is about this and every other one of these productivity resources, it's completely free. There is actually a premium edition. Um, I have never felt the need to spend the, and it's not very expensive, but I haven't yet felt the need to, um, to sign up for the premium version. Mike, are you using Evernote at all? I use it a little bit. Um, I, I find uh, more recently, especially when I, I, I do get overwhelmed with the things, the, the tabs I have open when I'm trying to find information for Cottage Blog or the podcast or other projects we have going on. I, what I do try and do is is I just, um, I'm, I'm very similar to you though. I, I do have lots of tabs open, but I have them open in different windows. And if I, basically, if I don't get around, around to them by the end of the day, I tend to just close them down, which which isn't great because you know you, you're losing... I'm losing out on a lot of that great information. Um, but again, the overwhelm comes in when I'm trying to learn so many different productivity tools. So <laughs> <laughs> that can always be the challenge is, is you're trying to use a productivity tool to help overcome that overwhelm. But if you have too many of them and you don't master them, um, then, then that becomes a challenge as well. So, so I haven't got into Evernote yet. I, it is it is open on my computer right now, and I, and I do go into there now and again. Um, but I certainly haven't mastered it like like you have. Okay, but um, 
Yeah, as with any of these productivity tools, not every single one will suit everybody. So, you know, it's just a matter of, of, of trying them out. And, uh, you know, if you have a bit of, of downtime, then, um, then then give it a whirl. But that's my favorite. Um, let's move on to Workflowy because we both use that one. Yeah, and I think, well, just, just as worth highlighting, actually, that all seven of these that are in the download, the one thing I love about all of these productivity tools is the fact that you can share them with multiple people. Uh, and I think that's a great thing, especially for you and I who work so closely together as a team, constantly bouncing things back and forwards. Rather than just clogging up our email with all this information, we can we can basically have live access to uh, these tools. And if you make changes, I see it change instantly. And if I make changes, vice versa. Um, and I think one of the things I love about Workflowy, um, which is such a great... Um, like task uh, to do list tool is that ability, and it's just so simple to use. Yeah, so um, I, I mean, I've used Workflowy for a number of things, and it's it's just it, <clears throat> I actually used it uh, when I was at a con when I was at the podcast conference to make notes on uh, on on you know, in the presentations, and so so that's one method. I've used it for shopping lists. Um. Yeah, so, so have I. I've done exactly the same thing because it, it's, it really is a complete no-brainer in, in terms of how to use it. It's, it's basically just bullet points. And then you can, you know, you can get a, a sub-point and you add more lists underneath that and then a sub-point add more lists underneath that. It's just, it's just so simply organized. There's no gump. There's no complication. It's just I, I love it for its simplicity. Yeah, I think it, it probably is one of the simplest productive productivity tools that is out there if you want a very very simple to-do list um just, just go check it out it's not going to it, it it's not it has not got a steep learning curve at all i think uh workflowy uh certainly differs from evernote because i think as a, as a vacation rental owner or a business owner evernote is more for your personal use in terms of your day-to-day -day workflow but Workflowy is a great tool that you can share with your property manager, for example, or your cleaner. So if you have, if you go to your property or, um, or, or, or your, your condo or, or whatever, and you, you want to make a list of all the things that need to be done, you can sit there and you can write them down right on your uh, mobile device, right on your, your cell phone or your iPad or, or your laptop. And then instantaneously, your property manager, if they have access to the same list, then they will be able to see that and, and you can then complete the tasks. Uh, and what's great is if you have multiple people working on those tasks, is you can use some very, very simple ways to kind of group them together. Yeah, and you made a good point there about um, you know, using an iPad or a, or a mobile device, that, uh, that all of these product, productivity tools um, are apps that, um, that uh, will sync right the way across the board. Yeah, and uh, like the uh, workflow is is the super simple productivity tool, um, and is really a, a task organizer. Um, one that we've uh, Heather and I've been using a lot recently is Asana. Uh, now Asana is a lot more robust in terms of uh, project management. So if you are looking to, um, uh, you know, even if you're if you're building a new uh, a new home or you're looking to buy a new home, uh, something like that, uh, where you, you have many, many different players doing many different parts of the project. As a project manager, you can actually task each individual um, 
uh, you can make it break it down into sub projects and you can task those sub projects out to individual people um, and as a group um, you can share uh, everything that's going on kind of throw task battles and forwards and, and it's I just find it very very useful to kind of keep track of things that have been done things that need to be done and then you can add deadlines to them uh, it's it, it is it, it does take a lot more time to get used to um, and, and I find it it was quite overwhelming in the beginning however I think now we're beginning to get used to it uh, especially for our our real for, for VR project uh, it's really helped streamline what needs to be done and when yeah and I'm beginning to use it more with with our VA in um, in the Philippines Hannah um, she um she's she's getting a bit more to grips with it now so i can just post if if i want some hannah to do something i can post a task on asana and uh, and give her the deadline and post notes and she can come back immediately and let me know how far she's got with it so um but as you say it it does require a, you know it, it is that steeper learning curve it does require a bit more um attention um on the in the learning phase yeah, and we do have one more uh, kind of task organizational project management tool on the downloads, which is called Trello. We're not going to go into that too much because we personally haven't used it. We know people who have, and I've seen the, the demos, uh, and it looks like a very, very easy-to-use tool. Um, so I would just recommend just uh, getting the download there from the show notes and uh, going across to their website and having a quick look at that one as well. Yeah, I've, I've, had, a, I've had a bit of a play with that one, and I, I really quite like it. I like the layout. It's a bit like if, 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 you're, if, if you used to be into the old cards in, a, in an index, you know, index cards in a box, um, then it's that style of thing. It's like having all your index cards um, on your screen. And, uh, and once again, you can sort of, you, you know, you can import images and... Um, uh, Excel spreadsheets into it. I did try and use it for holiday planning um, a while back, and and that was really really quite neat because I was able to import you know images of activities and the um, um, a stand up paddleboarding rental company. So everything was there, but uh, I I never got beyond that. And in fact, it was only today when we were talking about it, I sort of pulled this up again. And, and me being, you know, squirrel mind, and I thought, oh, yeah, I'm going to get back into Trello again. But as you say, for, for the purposes of this, it's out there, it's free, it's on the download. Go check it out as an alternative because um, because not everybody's going to go for, for one thing um, or another. You know, something's going to suit you. It may not be workflowy, it may not be Asana, but maybe Trello is your thing. So we'll we'll leave that one there. Um Let's talk about Canva, Mike, because I would love to spend hours and hours on Canva. Yeah, I think Canva was uh, was an incredible release. Uh, I think it it debuted in late 2013 and kind of really came into its own in 2014. Uh, and as listeners to the podcast and any readers we have of the blog, you would have seen a lot of the images uh, that we've been using to go along with podcast episodes and also our, our more recent blog posts, um, a lot of those I've been creating using Canva. Uh, now, Canva is it's basically an online framework for you to be able to drag and drop images and, uh, and, and use pre-formatted templates to create images that you can use for your blog posts or even if you're trying to uh, even illustrate things in your properties uh, or in your cottage guides or your vacation rental welcome guides. 
and it is such an easy tool to use and produces the, the quality is just unbelievable it, it really looks like you've had a, a super professional designer do a lot of this stuff and and I have to say I've 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 been working with Photoshop for years um, so I, I I do have a pretty good skill set there but from using Canva, I can tell you that you don't need to be a an image specialist or anybody who needs you don't. I like to jokingly say you don't need a, a degree in Photoshop to be able to use it. Uh, in fact, you don't need to be able to use Photoshop at all. Uh, all you need to be able to do is just be able to uh, upload the images you want to use to Canva, uh, and then Canva will automatically size them for you, and it'll even give you templates specifically for different uses. So it'll give you the correct size templates for social media, for uh, the header on your Twitter page, if you're looking to create um, posters, things like that. So uh, Canva has just been instrumental, I think, in the engagement that we've had on a lot of our blog posts uh, through the second half of 2014, and we'll absolutely continue to use it. It's, it's just a beautiful product and been really happy with it. Yeah, um, as I say, it's, uh, it's, it's always been at the back of my mind, and I know you're, you're my techie, techie person, so you do all, the, all those images, but... Um, I would, I, I really want to, if I ever get any spare time, and maybe I can give myself a, a, a reward for, let's say, editing this podcast, and I can give myself half an hour on Canva at the end of it. But it, uh, it's certainly, <clears throat> images are, are just so important on uh, every social media platform now. So if, you know, if you're posting to Google+, Plus, um, let, let's say you want to put a blog post that you've written on Google+, Plus, and you're not sure what image to use, then you can create something on Canva to put on there. Um, and we'll probably, what I'd like to do, Mike, is include in the show notes um, just just a, a very quick example. Um, you know, not a fancy one, but just a quick example of, of, of how you could do that. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, uh, it is very self-explanatory, but I will definitely include in there a, a very quick tutorial on, on how to do that. Um and uh, yeah, so so come on to the show notes and uh, and check that out. Yeah, um, as as we're talking, you know, um, <clears throat> when I do a, a podcast, um, or or anything really, I'm I'm a mind map enthusiast. So I've I used to use um, Mindjet, the old Mind Manager, if anybody remembers that, but it's now gone. You know, it, it's been so so focused now on the corporate market. It's got very expensive that I've come away from that, but there's so many free mind mapping um, platforms out there now. And uh, the one we've chosen is one that we've been using recently, and it was recommended to us by Bob Jenkins, um, from uh, who, is, who is now actually um, the, lead the lead trainer at Lead Pages. Um, Mike, uh, Mike met Bob back in um, April. April last uh, time? Uh, yeah, so, something around there. Yeah, and uh, and he he recommended um, Free Mind to us, and we did some we did some calls with Bob over the course of of the summer um, about you know th things that we were doing, and he would create these great mind maps on Free Mind, and um, and I've been a real enthusiast uh, ever since. So you know, for our purposes, and I can think you know I, I I've used this for planning uh, my new website for Osprey Cottage. Just use a mind map so I can plan out each different page and what's going to go on each page. And uh, another um, 
useful purpose for it would be to be uh, planning blog posts, perhaps um, you know, different categories of blog posts. Um, can you think of anything else? What What else do you? I mean, you use FreeMind as well, Mike. Yeah, I, I think uh, I, you know you, you can use it for any any project really. And, it, and what's great is that as you are just as the ideas are just flowing out, uh, which sometimes. I mean, you know, a lot of us will just use a pen and a piece of paper. There's nothing wrong with that. But what I find is I tend to lose them. Um, I, I've, I've got a stack of notebooks here that are all half full. And when I try and find something, it's, it's just a nightmare. Um, but yeah, but using this and being able to file everything um, kind of online and, and then being able to put hyperlinks in there to things that you may have already done or things you want your project to look like, um, I think that's, uh, that's a big plus. Um, and as well as FreeMind, I mean, FreeMind was uh, what we started off with uh, this year. Uh, the only thing I didn't like about FreeMind is there wasn't a mobile version of it, or I didn't find one anyway. Um, and we uh, now this is not included in the download, but the one we switched to recently is called SimpleMind. Uh, now that one I do believe you have to pay for. Uh, is is that correct? Yeah, um, I think we had the the trial version. I think it might have been, might have been a thirty day trial version and we've actually gone to the it was it was relatively inexpensive just for the um um to to get the uh full version but it does um it doesn't actually sync across um mobile platforms i think you have to uh you have to export a map into into a file and then it syncs am i right yeah, I, I, we're still trying to figure that one out. I, I'm just looking at it right now on my phone, and I think it's just, you know, it's another one of these productivity devices or productivity tools you've got to spend time to figure out. So uh, this one is, is is a little bit more complex. As I said, it's not free, um, but it's just another option. Yeah, and in fact, now I, now I remember what, what you do with Simple Mind when you've done your mind map. You export it into Dropbox, which is, um, which is good because that's what we're going to be talking about as our final productivity tool i think dropbox has been the single best thing that we ever um it started off as a free um uh as a a free uh, tool but we we did actually buy into it and essentially dropbox is what we hear people talking about all the time which is 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 cloud storage um is is having an online uh hard drive basically that you can access from anywhere in the world at any time on any device, um, and sh- and, and we, we do all our sharing of all our documents through our Dropbox folder. And I feel it has been the single biggest um, help to us in sharing and collaborating uh, with all of our projects. I mean, d- just to take one example, we've um, we've just been doing some material for our Real for VR course, and we're using a graphic designer. So I put together the um, you know the, the basic text, which which I put up on Dropbox. Mike took it down from Dropbox, and then he he cast his magic over it to to get some idea of how we'd like it to look, and then shared it with our graphic designer. So she was just able to go into that single file that was just that one 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 folder that we shared with her, and then she. You know, did her magic and then just uploaded it. And the moment she uploaded it back to Dropbox, it popped up in this corner of my screen on every device I have. And I'm sure it did the same with you, Mike. Yep. 
and uh, so that you it, it's just almost it's just instant um instant sharing instant collaboration it, it's the it's a beautiful tool and and if you're not using dropbox then uh you know go out and have a look at it it's free I think one of the nicest things about Dropbox is it, it also can serve as a backup for a lot of your important documents. Um, I, one of the things I would hate to imagine is having all of my administration documents for Seabreeze, my cottage, uh, my vacation rental property, uh, to have all that vanish in, in a virus attack on my computer or um, a crash or anything like that where I can't recover it. So what I tend to do is I now have nearly all of my documents for all of my important projects that aren't, you know, just uh, where I'm not just doodling around. But all my important documents are all kept on Dropbox because it's a super secure um, service uh, and I know that I'm going to have access to it at all times and it's never going to go away. You made, made a great point there because it, that, that just um, took me back to... The awful day about 18 months ago when I'd been working on a, on a document and I, I stood up from, uh, you know, <clears throat> I'd been sitting with my laptop on my lap. I stood up and the laptop dropped off on a tile floor. And and that was it. The hard drive was totally trashed. Um, now, I was able to get a, a, a lot of it back, but it cost me nearly $1,000 to to have all the material recovered. Uh, I now do not save anything to to my hard drive or if it, if it is saved to my hard drive it's copied to dropbox everything i do is in the cloud as well as uh, as on a hard drive it took me a long time to really understand why there's so many ipads and uh, mac airs and other uh, laptop and portable devices that don't have hard drives but now i kind of really understand it because everybody's just saving it to their online hard drives basically and it just makes it so much easier and that that much more convenient especially if you're uh working on things across multiple devices yeah yeah well it, i I, th- I think with me it's um perhaps my my generation uh you know i'm i come from the generation of the floppy disk um so you know we, we were able to save things like that but there, there was nothing in in the cloud as it were at that time so it's it's something i've come to a bit a bit later um, but wouldn't dream now of of having anything uh, or anything of importance that wasn't saved up there somewhere. Did that make oh, sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> you went really quiet on me there. Sorry, I was just—I was already thinking about 2015. Okay, well, that's—I mean, that you—you you can you can finish off with uh, with with your thoughts on 2015 because. Uh, that's our seven productivity resources, all free. Just go to the show notes and at uh, cottageblogger.com and um, and check out check them check that out. You can just um, just download that list um, and and try them out. And I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear which ones you use and which ones really work for you. Because I know that uh, that you you there's probably a lot of people who are already using some of of these resources um i i think what's what's so amazing is is all these uh these amazing products and i think what originally prompted us to think about the content for today's podcast was a uh, a tweet that came out from richard branson uh a week or so back uh and it was talking about um the fact that the beginning of 2014 um he had made a comment that he felt that 2014 would be the year of the entrepreneur and I think 
that that has been so true. Where now, with the power of the internet and the amount of people out there teaching um, all the things you can do to basically build your business, build your brand, uh, and also, in certainly in our cases, to develop our vacation vet rental products, um, they're just the, the resources are just endless. Um, so these productivity tools will really help you kind of calm the the storm, as it were, in terms of the overwhelm. But looking forward to 2015, um, I think for our industry, uh, which we've always said is still in its infancy, 2015 is the year of the vacation rental as a business. Uh, and I mentioned that at the beginning of the podcast, how more and more people now are beginning to look at vacation rental as a business. And some of the things that I think that we should really be looking at uh, in 2015 is looking at uh, our customers' um, or our guests as leads, uh, and you, you hear the, the term leads uh, in, in kind of sales speak. Um, and I don't really want to get all salesy uh, when we're referring to our guests because I, I know that we, we like to really embrace our guests and, and, and you know, become friends with them and, and make sure that they're coming back, you know, learn, learn from them exactly what they're looking for on a vacation uh, and nurture their experience and make sure that you know, they're going to tell all their friends. So if I refer to the term lead, it's just literally referring to them as a contact that, that you, you need to nurture and, and, uh, and, and retain. Because that's the biggest thing is, is once they've been to stay at your property or if they haven't been to stay but shown an interest, is how do, you, how do you engage them with the content on your blog? How do you engage them with the content on your listing? Um, there are so many things we can do, and that's, that's going to be a large focus, I think, for Cottage Blogger moving into 2015 is the real engagement uh, or helping our listeners and our readers to engage with their, with their guests um, while at the same time beginning to master the technology that's out there to help them do that, uh, whether it be uh, your blog post, uh, social media. Uh, we've got lots of ideas in the pipeline. We don't want to promise anything right now, um, but we do have uh, some really, really interesting uh, uh, thoughts. Uh, and uh, especially, I think, the, the, the one that we've been talking about the most, and we have alluded to it a little bit in past episodes, is the possibility of a live and face-to-face conference. Yeah, that's something that... Um is is top of my mind and as soon as we get this uh this product launch um finished and get real for vr up and running and start teaching real estate agents how to sell vacation rentals um effectively then i think um that that's our next task mike we move on to seeing what we can do to get this up and running i would i would love i have this vision i have this fantastic vision of um of a really nice hotel not a convention center, but one of the you know, convention area in a, in a really nice hotel. And three or four hundred just really dedicated, focused owners getting together, networking without the intervention of the big companies, without, um, you know, without it being run by Airbnb, without it being run by HomeAway. Um, because... You know, as good as those events are, they are geared to that company. They're really not geared to the needs of uh, of the individual owners and perhaps the smaller agencies. So that that's the way I see it. It's doing something independent for uh, for owners by owners, so that the speakers are 
a mix of industry experts, but owners themselves who can tell their stories and and do so much sharing and networking. That that that's my vision, um, and I and I I really do hope it's going to uh, to happen. I think that's a fantastic vision, and I think that it's it's worth highlighting that we're certainly not against those big companies. It's just their particular conferences are are geared towards their customers. And, uh, you know, they, they all have a lot to offer um, for all of us, for, for vacation rental agencies, owners alike. And it's just, it would be so nice to have um, a very customer-focused um, conference where you're giving people the options. You're really giving them the options as to what has worked well um, and all the different angles that you can look at, which just don't tend to be covered in, the, in those uh, uh, very uh, business, or I guess big business focused uh, conferences. But uh, yeah, it's going to be super exciting time through 2015 as we look at um, setting this up. So definitely the well, biggest thing is, is to get onto the show notes. I know we keep talking about the show notes, but the biggest thing is to get onto the show notes. And uh, I might even put on there, I think, just a, uh, a link uh, that you can click on just to show that you're interested. Just uh, just drop your email in there. Um, it'll be separate to our newsletter, but it'll just let us know that you're interested in a live conference. But also, uh, please uh, comment. Uh, let us know um, exactly what you'd like to hear, see, um, and uh, yeah, we can uh, kind of take it from there. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm really excited. So watch this space. 2015 is going to just rock. It is. It is indeed. Tree. Absolutely. Okay, we've um, we've um, come to the end, Mike. I think um, uh, it's time to wrap this up. Do you know as we've been uh, as we've been talking in the fifth, we've been actually talking for fifty minutes, and we've had forty downloads of the podcast in just fifty minutes, which I think is, uh, you know, I've just been been watching that it, it keeps pinging as another download happens. So it's. Uh, I'd love to hear from more people who are interested in in this whole podcasting medium because you know we're getting more and more downloads and more and more interest in it and I just think it's that's something that really is also going to rock in 2015. So um let's uh, let's wrap up um as Mike said we've said over and over again show notes are there um just go to cottageblogger.com and the uh, the episode will pop up and uh, you know, let us know what you think. Go to the comments section. Love to hear from you. Mike, thanks so much for um, for your time, your time away from your children. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, I, I love these uh, these chats we get to have and, and kind of share all the stuff with, with our listeners. And I, we, we appreciate you guys so much. And thank you so much for, for taking the time to spend with us. Uh, this is going out on Christmas, sorry, New Year's Eve. So, uh, so hopefully uh, you guys have a very safe, and happy New Year's Eve if you're listening to this on uh, on the Wednesday. And if you're already into 2015 or later, get right at it. There's so much to do in this amazing industry of ours. Absolutely. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over. But don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business. Hello?